Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to Daily Distraction here on Fightful.com. You already see the the lovely Ricky Starks just posing, mugging for the camera before we even begin. (laughs) I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by my co-host Joe Holbert. Joe, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. You know, the features are back, but that feels like a a non-news story today. We've got an actual star on the show. I'm going to take a step back today. You know, usually I'd kind of plug my stuff in, but I'm good. Yeah, better for this right now. Yeah, definitely. And as you see, if you are watching on YouTube, we have former NWA television champion, the young god, Ricky Starks. Ricky, how you doing, man? Doing good. Um, self-quarantining. I've been preparing this for my entire life, <laughs> uh, my entire adult life. So I'm well prepared for this moment, and I'm feeling great. How as a wrestler are you prepared to self-quarantine your entire life? Like, isn't you go to shows? Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, I hate, uh, after, let me rephrase that. It's not that I hate people. It's that when I come from a show, I'd just rather be inside by myself, you know, uh, just pretty much hanging out. So I'd make that joke where I'm just like, I've been doing this for so long. I just, it's nothing. Glad to see we have stuff in common straight away. <laughs> Real social guys here on the podcast. Good to see it. Good to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mean, I go in waves. You know? How's it? How's it been with this self quarantine? I mean, you mentioned it. There's, there's no shows. Nobody's running anything. I mean, what have you been doing to essentially pass the time? Honestly, I've been doing um, at home workouts. Uh, I've been catching up on video games. I've just, I'm going. I already finished Hitman on Xbox One. Um, so I was just going through back on that, and then I'm, I just replayed Red Dead, just finishing up some extra missions on there, uh, and watching wrestling, really, and that's it. Uh, there's not much to do, you know? Everything here in Austin, Texas is, is closed. The gyms are closed, bars, everything. So there's not really much to, like, occupy your time with besides just being by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... I mean, I must say, we was mostly in common there. The workout part, I have to leave to the side. But um, 
Anyway, do, do we get straight into pro wrestling or should we keep talking about, you know, I mean, I can get into wrestling questions if you like, Jeremy. Have you got anything you want to leave with? Oh, I was going to talk more about video games, but you can go with, go with yeah, wrestling. I felt, yeah, I felt, <laughs> we would you like to come all the way back and then we'll finish video games if you like. So I, I don't think it's a hot take to say that you've wanted to highlight some NWA power, right? I think you probably get that a lot on social media and stuff. And I was wondering kind of um, your affinity for the NWA style, is that something that's new since you've been brought into the product or is that something you've always liked and enjoyed way before this even became a thing? You know, to be straight with you, I never really watched it. I, I didn't yeah. grow up around that time period. And so when I started watching wrestling, NWA had, as far as national TV goes, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything like that. So as I got older, of course, uh, I, I went back and, and watched a lot of NWA stuff. Uh, and it wasn't anything that I thought that I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, just because the way that the, the NWA current wasn't even a thought in my mind of how it could be. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I never really cared to be a part of it. But after seeing it and being presented, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is awesome. This is great. Yeah. You know, this is this is a perfect time to to really get my foot in and, and make something out of nothing. Um, but so, you know, with that being said, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, respect history. <laughs> it isn't that. It's just I didn't grow up on it. So I don't have a relationship to it like that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Definitely. 100%. Yeah, the NWA television title tournament. Tell us a little bit just how that came about, how your name got thrown into the mix, and then finding out you're gonna win the title. I think after the showing that I had against Colt and uh, Aaron Stevens, um, obviously that didn't go the way that I thought it would. Uh, so I think after that, I think once people started to see like, oh, he uh, he he actually can talk and he can wrestle. I think now there was a more of a, uh, a push to try to get another title in, not only for um, helping out someone else, as far as, you know, you have so much talent, you need to try to disperse this across uh, multiple channels, but also too, it's just to shake things up and, you know, give something back to the, the older generation, the older crowd that really grew up on it. Um, so that's how I really came into that. It's just based off of, it was just a natural progression from the national title to the TV title. Uh, and man, it, honestly, that te- that whole tournament was great. Uh, I will tell you the pay-per-view day was not great for me because I was so stressed out. I was so just tired and beat up in like three matches, man, three long matches. Yeah. Like, come on. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you were um, you were well, in the main event of the show though, like you headlined over Aldis and Flip Gordon. Like when they told you that, like yeah, we're gonna headline with the finals of this TV tournament. Like what's going through your mind? Um, I'll be straight with you. It was like yeah, I'm excited, you know, but I think I think I, I somehow warped things in my head to the point where I go, okay, about time. Like that, it's very, it's very cocky, but it's a, it's a way for me to not trip out and not freak out and be like, oh my god, the main event. To me, it's just like, okay, that's, I mean, that was a given. I expected that, uh, and and you know, this is anything new to me. So when it came to that time, that's how I kind of uh, interpreted that, just to ease my my worries a bit. Yeah, I've got to take this rare excuse to about Trevor Murdoch for a moment. Um, Trevor Murdoch is a super like unique piece of the modern wrestling puzzle, right? Like it came out of nowhere, and there's a lot to talk about. It. But I was wondering, 
I assume you never expected to main event a pay-per-view against Trevor Murdoch, but did you have any prior perception of Trevor? Like, what's it been like working with him? Because he's an awesome part of it, okay? Trevor's really cool, man. He's he's really cool. And, and actually, I like Trevor for the fact that he has a real rugged style. Uh, in our first encounter, um, I don't think he expected me to, to be so brawly and, and, you know, so scrappy in that sense. Uh, and then really, Trevor really really lays his stuff in so i like that physicality that's I, i've always liked that a lot of people think i don't because it's like oh this handsome guy is you know real timid and things like that but no i i like that about trevor and he comes from that that schooling you know especially mm-hmm. going over to japan and, and wrestling over there like that's perfect that's all i wanted that's why i like wrestling eddie eddie kingston because those dudes love that that all japan style um so yeah, Trevor's Trevor's awesome, but never in a lifetime would I have ever expected when I was younger watching Trevor on Raw and being like, "Oh, I'm a main event, uh, a pay per view." <laughs> never. Yeah, that was a strange moment. I think for all of us, for you, it must have been super odd, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it just it's it's so surreal, and and sometimes I don't really take the time to like look back and be like, "Yo, what a 15 year old Ricky was like, what's going on." <laughs> Uh, we're, you mentioned Eddie Kingston, and that's a guy who he's been around forever, and is always just his promos have just always been fantastic from his ROH days all the way to now. Have you talked with him about promos and just gotten any advice from him on that? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Eddie's a really good friend of mine. Uh, funny note though is that when I cut after the match, the pay per view match, I had to cut a, another promo backstage immediately, and Eddie was off in the you know, in the distance. And you actually see on t- on the camera, I'm constantly looking at him. Like, I'm always, my eyes are just diverting off. And he watched it, and, and afterwards, he, like, gave me a hug and, and, and told me that was great and, you know, things like that. So Eddie has always been um, a very big supporter of me as far as being real and authentic, and he get he gets me. Like, that's, that's the cool part about it. Eddie gets me as a person. Uh, and he knows I'm not one to, to be messed with, you know, but he, he, he gets that part of me. So I think that's why he's always willing to help me out and, and take me under his wing, essentially. You guys had a match, like a, it was a tournament match before the pay-per-view, right? You guys did sound NWA? Yeah, we had that. Yeah. And then we had a match at Inspire as well, too. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely another one I think that people always bring up as like a highlight of the show. But your, both your styles, that was a good question, Jeremy. I'll give you a props on that because both of you guys have that promo style that really fits the studio thing, right? So, yeah, that makes sense. To be honest. That makes a lot of sense. How have you, when we talked a few months ago, the studio stuff was, like, completely new. How have you, like, warmed up to it since then? You know what? After the second taping, I was I was already used to it, and I don't know how I did that. Uh, the first time I went out, it's so weird, but I think what happened was I cut that promo after my match with Trevor. And I think that's when I, I, it just clicked, you know what I'm saying? I was like, Oh wow. Like I have, I'm I'm okay. I'll be fine. And I think after that, it was pretty much smooth sailing. Um, for me at least. Yeah. I, I know you want to get to the broom match, Jeremy, and rightly so, because that is currently the front runner, right? For match of the year, I believe from what I can tell. So I do want to quickly mention because this just came to mind but so a few months ago maybe you didn't listen that there was this undertaker clip that went viral right of him talking about the stylistic thing and 
I'm watching this clip and I, I can't expect what he's going to say. That bit didn't kind of catch me off guard, but I see you there. I'm sorry if I've missed the memo. Is there any explanation as to where this came from, what the story is to this? Because I'd love to hear it. I don't know it. Yeah, so this is the weird thing. That was filmed in 2017 with me okay. and my partner, Solo, uh, Aaron Solo. And um, just to give you a quick background, so I I used to train at this gym in Austin called On It. And uh, Taker was there one day. He, he, he was there one day training, and uh, there was a guy doing a documentary on Taker for his match against Shane in Dallas. And so I would always be there when he's training, and he's doing, like, box jumps and things like that. Mind you, this is after his surgery with, with uh, his knee surgery. Um, so he's getting prepared, and I guess he was just filming a documentary because maybe he thought this would be the, the last match. Uh, and so the guy, Brandon, who was filming it, knew that I was a huge Taker fan and, and wanted to interview me and get some comments about it. And that's how I kind of, like, started talking to Taker. He's a really cool dude. Just so surreal. I just remember going mm-hmm. up to him like, hey, I just want to not bother you. Just want to thank you, um, et cetera, et cetera. So that happened. Um, and then like a year goes by or whatever. It's essentially, we get up to the point where now Taker's coming back to do that match with Cena. And he actually asked for me uh, and Solo to come and, you know, do the uh, do the WrestleMania. Like he, yeah. he rented a ring in this little building and then he was just in there practicing. So we were helping Taker train for his match wow. at Mania. In addition to that, at the time we were also doing a documentary on me and Solo as far as just two dudes trying to make it in wrestling. And that had went from like Mexico to Laredo and he wanted to get a scene with Taker at a barbecue spot where he's we just ask him. We just sit around and ask him advice and talk to him. So that's where that came from was that documentary on us. And uh, it was so weird because I posted it back in 2017 on YouTube. And obviously back then, no one really knew who I was. And then all of a sudden, it just it came back up. And I was like, what is going on? This is so yeah. crazy. I don't know if I've just uncovered a scoop there. Or that's like well-known knowledge. I just retell a story. But I appreciate it because I had no idea as to how that yeah. came about or why. Yeah, I appreciate it. Most people don't. And, I, and it's so funny because people are like, oh, Ricky, listen to Taker's advice. And now look at it. And it's like, well, hold on. Because <laughs> I... Yes, yes and no. You know, there's a lot of things that I had already was doing uh, just by watching Taker so much that, that it was just, um, I guess you can just say, uh, cemented by what he was telling me. Yeah. Um, so I essentially had the Austin Taker interview way before that was even a thing. I knew about all that stuff way before that yeah. podcast even came up. So it was really cool to see. And just it was kind of bizarre to me that it just resurfaced um in that sense so this is funny how the internet works man i remember that clip coming out like a year and a half ago because i this was when taker he did the big interview with the pastor and taker does so many like non yeah yeah, he he does so many like not uh out of character interviews that like this was um sean was telling us like get anything you can from this interview like transcribe anything you can from this interview and then i stumbled upon the clip you're talking about with you and solo and transcribe some stuff with that and i don't think at the time i put two and two together like oh that's ricky starks that's aaron solo like it was just it was just undertaker and i was just getting what he said but yeah now it's i i didn't realize this clip popped back up because i knew it was like a year and a half old or so 
Yeah, I'm glad right. it's become a thing, though, right? Like, we're actually getting some stuff from Taker, because that stuff is legitimately insightful. I mean, I understand for someone who's protective of, of his character and stuff, but there's a lot that he can add. He's a very unique place in wrestling, right? He played one character and changed it all those many times. So I'm glad that stuff's becoming a thing now. Yeah, but, you know, also, too, I, I kind of, uh, it, as a big fan, it's it's very it's still weird for me in a selfish mm. way to see the social media and, and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, the Twitter and stuff is strange, right? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been for so long, you know? And I know that for him that he wants to finally step out of that, essentially, and not have to be behind that so much. But as a selfish, like, eight-year-old inside of me, I'm just like, ah, oh, man. It, it, I don't know. It, it's hard to explain. But it was still a cool experience nonetheless. It gave me such great advice. Like, I advice i take to the grave yeah. uh and advice that really is long lasting in my mind still to this day that i think about and do things in a certain way so yeah that dude that was such a, a crazy experience like my biggest i'm the biggest fan of taker so to even be in a ring or even go and have barbecue with them and get advice from him what i remember sitting down and he watched a match of mine from from inspire that wasn't recorded or anything but that was like I just couldn't believe that this dude is just sitting on the couch next to me watching my match. And, and yeah, yeah that's just cool. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Did you do Taker on the E-Fetting? You said you did Raven. I I did Taker. I did Taker like a few times, actually. I did Taker, and then I did a, a character that was similar to Raven because there was times right, where you right. could use real characters, and then I made up my own. Um, but yeah, I did take her quite a few. I was actually looking back through some old uh, Wayback Machine through the Angel Fire uh, websites, and they, I remember I have all these taker websites bookmarked right now, uh, still up there, of just different pictures I would use from different promos and things like that. And then getting the network and going back and being like, oh, this is where all this came from. I got it. So yeah. For for those that don't know, Ricky was a, a big e-fetter growing up um yeah. when we talked a, a couple months ago we we had a big in-depth discussion because i did the same thing and this is like how you know you do these online written promos essentially as your own character or as real life characters and then you turned that into a full career of cutting promos on television pretty much <laughs> yeah the, the great thing too is i have some of those saved you know uh i still have some the promos that i did saved on my computer somehow uh, but it's just man, such a great time period for me. It, it really was a big part of my childhood all the way up until I was like 18, 18 or 17 that I was still doing e-fetting. Let's talk about this broom match because this was the the yeah. highlight of the quarantine that that is going on. We we hear it we hear it all the time. This guy can have a great match with a broom, and you just decided, well, I'm gonna have a great match with a broom. How how is this whole thing set up? So I was bored on Twitter, and I was like, "I That's said all great something. ideas start." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said something to the extent of, "At this point, y'all want to see me just wrestle in my living room?" Uh, and a, the reaction to it was like pretty, pretty solid. And I was like, "Oh shoot, okay." And then, like, I wasn't gonna do anything. I was just gonna reply with like, "Oh, sorry guys, that got canceled due to quarantine." But then I was like. What if I just make a poster? Because I, I do a little bit of a Photoshop. And so I went on, and I was just bored again on a Saturday. 
And uh, I made a little poster, and I thought it was funny. I was chuckling to myself, and I posted it. And then that got a big reaction. I was like, oh, shit. I I, I put myself in a corner now. So I, uh, I had to go uh, that night and then go and make – I had to go and do my match with the broom. And, yeah, it was my broom. I still haven't got a new one. <laughs> Uh, I had, I had some help really. It was all on the fly. Um, I've had this thing now. Well, I've had it for a few years where I have an idea, right. And I, I have to do it. I, I make this, I had a resolu- uh, a resolution one year where I was like, any idea I have, I'm going to just put it to action. I'm not going to just sit on ideas. I used to come up with all these crazy ideas, man, of things that'd be funny to do and stupid. And I would never do it. So now I do that. That's how those vignettes came about. And that's how I have other videos where I did like an Everest commercial uh, that I, I may post actually today. It's an old one that I did. If you remember those, if you live in the States, uh, you know, what are you waiting for? Get off the couch. Do it now. Uh, so, yeah, that that's really how that came to be. It's just I kept pushing it and I just put myself in a position where I was like, oh, I have to do it now. So that's how it came about. I mean, I don't want to pull the curtain back too far here, but I also, it was interesting that you chose to elevate the young broom. Was that just a, a choice to show you're kind of selfless, you know? Was, was, what was the thinking behind that booking decision? I've got to ask it, Jeremy. It's a big it's a big question online, you know? You know, he showed a lot of guts. So yeah. he, he had a lot of gumption, and I see something in him, man. I really do. He's, wow. he's helped me out quite a bit. So you're probably the, the, match yeah. was a, the match was not a clean sweep at all. <laughs> But, you know, it was close. Very close. Where was that, that shot at? Uh, just, a, just a friend's house? That's uh, So the ring, there's a local school that I used to train at okay. here uh, that I went and did that at. And I said, hey, do you? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If I just wrestle this broom, they go, oh, okay. So as I'm wrestling, all these people are coming in and out and they're like, what is going on? It's like, oh, he's just wrestling a broom. Dude, I had a great setup. I had the crowd, the like the crowd sound yeah. going through. PA, I found this great theme song for the broom. Uh, it was just totally awesome. And then I, it was a street fight, so I, I was dressed in jeans and my shirt. You know, <laughs> that I, I think was, that was my favorite part is you didn't do ring gear. You're like, this is this is a actual fight right here, so I'm coming prepared as a street fight. That's a lost art in wrestling where it's a street fight and they still come out and they do all their ring entrance nonsense. And it's just like, if you're going to fight, fight, don't start with a lockup. Exactly, man. Exactly. It, I called it a good housekeeping match. <laughs> I think Nick Aldis referred to his bunkhouse attire, correct? That was what he's, I think on social media, he used that as his description. Yeah. Of it, I, think. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people got that reference. Yeah. Or not. Uh, they I should it. have. It was great. great <laughs> yeah. Uh, makes me want to go watch that match. I haven't seen that match in, in some time now. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't get carried away, Ricky. It's not going too far. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely – it's one of those ones, I think, to definitely – you should get it, but perhaps not uh, not dwell on it for too long, I think. <laughs> sure, very good point. 
Um, have you heard anything from the NWA? I know they postponed the the upcoming pay per view. They postponed tapings. Have you been in contact with them about when things might get started back up? Honestly, I, I did talk to Lagana. Um, at this point, it, it, everything is up in the air. We, you know, there's there's we don't know exactly when it'll be back or. There's some talk about June or, you know, things like that. So I really don't know. You also have to keep in mind, too, Billy is currently on tour, I believe. Or, excuse me, he was going to start tour uh, after the second taping day or so. So that's another thing that he has to deal with as well. So, you know, he has to, he's juggling two things right now. Um, so as far as it's concerned, it, it goes that the interview is, is – postpone until we can figure out what's a good time to come back and have those tapings. I think yeah, that's... I know it's a... Go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead, I know it's an easy question, but uh, obviously, yeah, we don't know when it's going to but just speaking generally, is there anything you said earlier about you was kind of expected to be a main event and all that, all that deal, but is there anything generally you want to do in the NWA when things are back rolling as normal? I assume, obviously, title bells and stuff, but any programs you'd like, you'd really look into work or anything like that? Honestly, I definitely like to have something of more substance uh, with Eddie, for yeah. sure. Um, in addition to that, obviously something more with Nick. And, and, you know, just on the surface, those two things. Obviously the stuff with Zicky, I want to see that all the way through. Um, but as far as those three goes, that, that's essentially what I was having my, my eye set on for right now. Cool. Cool. Any talks with... ROH now that the the partnership is back on before obviously before all this happened were there any talks of you possibly doing some matches with them no there wasn't any any talks um I, I did hear that Marty was there and, and, and enjoyed my stuff so I mean that's a plus but as far as getting something going on with them and, and showing up at on their bar pass or anything like that no there wasn't any talks that I know of so that that could be different at there was something behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. When it comes to, to mania, what'd you have scheduled for mania and you know, what now what's up with, with what's going on with, with mania? Did you have anything booked? Yeah, I was booked on, uh, quite a few stuff. Actually. I had Effie's, uh, brunch. I had the Texas forever show. Um, I was supposed to be on like, I think WrestleCon had like an international show. Mm -hmm. There was talks of that. Uh, and then there was something else. But those were the main ones, of course, uh, that, you know, that I had at least. But yeah, it, un unfortunately, that, that kind of didn't work out. And this was going to be like your first big, I think, since, you know, since being an NWA superstar, like your first big like mania week. And I would imagine that's, Everyone talks about Mania Week just being like this is the breakout week and everything. I would imagine it's pretty devastating to like lose out on all of that. Yeah, uh, the funny thing is I had been going to Mania for quite some time, like six, seven years at that point, uh, and this would have been the first one that I was actually booked on. So it, it does suck. It, it really does. But then I, I, the way I try to internalize things is everything's put in perspective for me. So if it wasn't meant for me in this go around, maybe there's something like way bigger and better, you know? So yeah, it, it definitely sucks and, and, and hurts a bit just because I finally got on something after going to these things for so long. Um, but 
that's how it works out sometimes. You really think you're close to it and then gets pulled away. I was wondering how prevalent is that like NWA bump? Because I think it's pretty hard for us to gauge. Obviously, you can see the YouTube numbers, right? But the actual reach of it as a brand, has it been a real game changer for you? Me personally, I, I think it has just mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people who didn't know about me that became fans, let's say, off of the promo. If you didn't, if you weren't watching the, the product, at least you had saw the promo. Yeah. Uh, also, too, people who watch the product and things like that, I, I've gotten fans. So it's helped out quite a bit. Um, obviously, I'm having to, to keep throwing coal into that fire to keep things going. Yeah. But uh, it, it I, by far, it's helped me out tenfold man and, and cool. i can't even be more appreciative of nwa for that yeah. you're one of the few people who actually knows how to use social media well you don't say anything too stupid except the one time where you were talking about <laughs> the guy jerking off in the bathroom or something you had the scoop on that week it was now now i'm just i'm gonna confuse the the hell out of you but <laughs> We were talking about wrestling scoops on Twitter, and you're like, oh, I just heard somebody in, in the next bathroom, Megan, I'd have to pull it up. Oh, my God, because now I see the look on your face, and you're like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's an even bigger mystery to me, so I don't know. Yeah, it's – man, the only reason I'm so surprised is because I'm like, wow, I had I have some big balls to do that. <laughs> Let me uh... – let me let me ask the question, and then I'll look for this tweet so I correct myself and, and get it all yeah, together. Sorry, but, but you're one of the few people who are good at social media, and with the broom stuff, with the Photoshop and stuff, like you've been able to sort of stay relevant through this while other people are just kind of going going silent uh, throughout this whole thing. How, do, how does your practice come into that with the social media? Honestly... I don't have a practice. I, I was never taught how to use social media. In fact, I actually, I'm, I'm so against it in a way, uh, just because of it, it really messes with your mind, you know? And uh, so I, I really don't know that I have a, a method to my madness. I think what it is, is if I go, well, if someone laughs, if my brother laughs or if someone laughs at something I do, then okay, I can probably multiply that. But I don't have a... A, a really specific method to social media. I, I'm still learning it as I go, you know. Uh, I do, I can tell you that there's some times where I want to post things that I think is funny that I find someone else would find funny and it's a little bit too, like, risque. Yeah. And then I have to go, oh, okay. Like, recently I posted a picture of uh, a pose that I do, you know. But it was, like, in a sexual position pose. And, uh... <laughs> I had to delete it. I had to delete it because it was a little bit too, was too yeah. much. But people thought it was funny. So I don't know. There's there's a line there that I I guess I'm still having to figure out. But then, honestly, y'all, sometimes I go, I don't give it. I don't, I don't care. I'm going to just post it. And then if it doesn't react, it doesn't react. Yeah. I mean, there's enough real stuff to stress about for you, I'd imagine, rather than worrying too much about people being upset on Twitter and stuff, right? you got to sometimes right. say slide. Yeah. Honestly, there was a time where I was like, oh, I can't curse on social media. And then I remember I was like, yo, the CEO of one of the biggest wrestling companies said the N-word on yeah. pay-per-view. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm okay, okay? I, I think I'll be fine. Yeah, you've always got the pro wrestler excuse at the end of the day. You're a pro wrestler, man. We don't care, right? We just want to just have fun. That's all that matters to us. 
Yeah, I, I feel like people want to hear things that are relatable to them, not always in such a branding, oh, branding content way, you know. 100%. I don't know if Jeremy's finished his investigation as to this tweet he's searching for or not. He seems to be in the middle of it. I think the worst yeah, I mean, thing. I think the worst thing on Twitter is when people like aren't themselves, and it is just like, oh, okay, promotional tweet, promotional tweet, promotional tweet. Like that doesn't serve anybody to me. Right, and that's the other thing too that I'm I have to balance as well. It's like, oh, can you you repost this ad or you know this wrestling promotion? It goes okay. That event is three weeks from now. Why will I post it right now? It's going to get hidden in almost yeah. everything on the timeline. So that's, that's things that I have to deal with and, and combat. But, you know, I think ultimately I try to at least showcase my personality through that as much as possible. And there's sometimes that my jokes are a little bit too much. And sometimes there's there's jokes that are like, wow, I can't believe you said that. I've been thinking that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Okay, here's the tweet. You tweeted <laughs> You tweeted, so are wrestlers just edging in the bathroom and taking pics now? That's the tweet. That, that was a very valid question. <laughs> because, first off, I used the word edging wrong in that sense. <laughs> okay, it should have been fluffing. But also, too, dude, on my timeline, I swear to you, there was just dudes in the bathroom in gray sweatpants almost every other – I was like, what is going on? Why? <laughs> this is what we do. I think that one got like that one did pretty pretty good numbers as well. It did. I just replied Ricky dot 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 I, and, and it was a valid question. <laughs> that, okay. I mean, your reply to me was the landscape is changing. I'm just an innocent bystander reporting on the news. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Exactly. Uh, and so now you know we that stopped. Thank God that stopped. But. I don't know if y'all saw that or not, but I swear to you, every picture was just a dude in like trying to show off his his hog, and I was like, "What is this? <laughs> Come on, this uh, is silly." Real quickly before we wrap things up, because I do want to get some video game talks. Are you mainly playing just first person shooters? You said Red Dead, and there was one other, but is it mainly first person shooters? Hitman, Hitman yeah, yeah. No. It's just the games that I've had for so long. I just refuse to buy any new stuff. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, those are just the main ones. I mean, I, I play Assassin's Creed also, too. Uh, and then I just got The Sims because it was like 10 bucks. still on sale, by the way, if, you, if you're interested in it. If you have an Xbox, I don't know if you both do, but uh, I, I love The Sims on PC. So I figured why not use that time to live my life through something else since I can't leave. <laughs> I am PlayStation, not Xbox. So otherwise, oh, I, I would too, yeah. gladly play you <laughs> online. Oh, yeah, I, everyone says it. Uh, I used to have a PlayStation 2, which I still do, uh, but I just, I don't know. I, the Xbox is my whole media center. I mean, that, that's the way to do it. You've got to, you don't play any sports games? It's just, get a new get a new game, Ricky. The, here's the, here's the uh, good tidbit about me that you can probably report on and make a good clickbait headline is that <laughs> I uh, I actually don't watch sports. Um, I I grew up without a father, so I never was introduced. <laughs> that's that's a joke that sometimes hits and sometimes it doesn't. I'm like, uh. Um, but no, I don't watch any sports besides uh, Saints. So, you know, Saints games and LSU games because I have to. Uh, but 
Yeah, I don't watch any sports, man. I've only watched wrestling my entire life, which is sad. That's the king of sports, right? That's, that's, that's the best way to describe it. I think you made a good call. I wish I was the same way a lot of times. I, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I wish I could get into that and, and have something to talk about with people. But when people talk to me about like, oh, did you see like the the Warriors games or something like that? I'm like, I, I don't know. I know them. I know the people. I just don't watch. It's too boring for me. I... Boxing. I love boxing. Okay. I'll... Another good thing in common here. Know it down, <laughs> okay. Jeremy. Okay. I was about to say, I was like, I love boxing. That's, that's fun. That's great to me, mm-hmm. but. That's pretty much it. Will you ever wear 50-pound ring gear for your entrance? <laughs> Dude, no way. There's nothing I can think of that would weigh that much. Unless I'm carrying a real-life carcass of an animal to the ring. Maybe. That be- would look out of place in the NWA studio, I think, to be honest. That would be sick, though. Just walking down the ramps with a bloody carcass. That's awesome. Old. That would get you in trouble on social media, I think. <laughs> but yeah, again, who cares, right? Like you said, who cares? Who can cancel me? <laughs> Just delete my Twitter and, and I'm I'm fine. Ricky, I want to thank you for, for joining us on the show today and talking about all the variety of topics we talked about. Go ahead and where can the people find you on social media? I don't know if they want to look at your social media after this. I with... think they'll love it. <laughs> if you have Instagram, you'll love that. My Instagram is Baby. Uh, and my Twitter is Starkman Jones. Um, those are the main two that I use, actually. You know, uh, though I did want to ask one more question, Jeremy. I need the winning numbers because you said <laughs> Monday, so I need the winning numbers. And I, I have a pin, and I'm ready to go. That's, I had the I had the scoops for uh, I don't even remember what show it was that I had the scoops for. But all right, how many numbers are there in the lottery that you play? Give me 10, and I'll just – it cuts off somewhere around that time. Okay. So 13, 36, 23, 21, 3,912, 0, and 69. Perfect. Now, this does not – these are winning numbers. This doesn't give you uh, <laughs> like a stake in getting any of this. Oh, so I should have gotten that really written into like... a contract before I gave you the numbers. Like if these hit, then you know I'm owed ten, twenty percent. But you've already got me on I, that one. I Damn it! I like to uh, I like to you were when delivering those numbers. Like you've been asked many times over for such a thing. You was like, okay, let me just get to it. One second. <laughs> I think like three people asked me like do you have winning lottery numbers after I posted my, my fake scoops or whatever people were like oh you got winning lottery numbers and I'm like yeah sure well they hit so I mean yeah. if you can if you can correctly uh, guess the, the Wrestlemania ones then that would be even better <laughs> I will I will give you the, the Wrestlemania scoops uh, when, when I find them which will be Wednesday I guess is when they're taping so we'll know on Wednesday and Tuesday uh, is it Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday? Thursday? Sorry. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday. Oh, this yeah. is all so confusing, right? <laughs> this is really becoming too much to follow now. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, with both of you, I don't know if I, I, I will watch, but it just will be like a, a passing glance of, oh, it's on? Okay. It just, man, I just can't shake that feeling of, of how it is going to turn out. Yeah, hey. so I was actually going to ask you, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, 
how silly is empty arena wrestling? I didn't know if you had like a take on that or it just seems odd, man. It's a super strange situation. So I'm kind of split between it because I understand that there needs to be some type of uh, escape from reality. Uh, yeah. And a lot of people make that comparison when 9-11 happened. But the difference, though, was that there were people in the arena after 9-11 that were still trying to escape as well. So they were fully immersed in that. This is just empty chairs. And it's it's very it's very awkward. I've watched both uh, Raw and SmackDown, and I just uh, I couldn't get into it. I appreciate and fully support the people that were there trying to put on a show, but I cannot watch it and and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I'm with you. I think we've spoke well. It's just such an odd. It's odd in theory and in execution. It's even stranger because, as you say, there's empty seats there. It reminds you a bit of anything. It doesn't even really allow you to escape. It's just weird. Yeah, it's so bizarre. It reminds me of having to do like the tryout matches before SmackDown when I was when I was an extra. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just a very bizarre thing. At least at least have some other people in the crowd, you know, like other wrestlers, let's say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's such a bizarre thing. And in the see certain some indie companies doing it now, it's just like you guys don't do that. No one wants to see an empty arena match from Indiana or 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 you know Arizona or whatever the case may be. We're just yeah. putting more people at risk in those situations. But yeah, I I thought I was. You know, the only one in that situation feeling that way, but yeah, just I don't like it. No, definitely not alone. Don't we don't need to fly all these people in or have them travel anything like that because we don't know who has it and who doesn't. You you can not have symptoms and still have it. Like just be safe, everyone. We we've ranted about this plenty on this show, but I'm glad you shared this sentiment because it's good to hear it from another wrestler. Just stay inside. The the quicker everyone stays inside, the quicker this will all be over, you know? Exactly. Ricky, one more time. Hit him with the social media. Twitter, Starkman Jones. Instagram, Starky Baby. Those are the two places you can find me. You can add me on Facebook, but all I do is repost memes that aren't that funny. So you wouldn't <laughs> want that. There you go. We appreciate everyone for listening. Thanks again to Ricky Starks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow for another Daily Distraction, the second round of the WWE March Madness Tournament. The first round is going to be concluding here in a matter of hours. Go follow Joe Holbert on Twitter, at JoeHolbert5. Vote on the women's region, and we will have the full second round bracketology tomorrow. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, 
You create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.